Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Scott. I'm John. I'm Cody. We're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. sponsor spot a little short just because they're going to be talking at nauseam later for you uh <laughs> which which we do frequently <laughs> so uh with that i guess let's just dive right in what's new john what's new with you man well uh i recently got uh an amp that i have been uh i have been craving since uh since i was in college watching on early YouTube demos of, of Greg Koch at the time with Fender uh, demoing, and that would be the Fender Supersonic 60-watt 60 uh, watt head. Oh, dang, you got uh, the 60. I got the 60. It's different than the 22. Yeah. The, the 22 is a different circuit than the 60. The 22, you have your front end, which is more of a, of a deluxe in the 22, and then the second channel is that same uh, burn channel from the ProSonic. But the 60 watt, your clean channel, your your channel one, has two different voicings. It has Vibrolux and Bassman. And the Bassman one is, I mean, it's it's almost circuit for circuit, the same as a 59 uh, the AY6U Bassman. And uh, and man, it 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 does the thing. It's got dual effects loops. Uh, one is foot switchable, so you can run a boot and, and foot switchable and volume control, so you can either uh, use it to attenuate your volume. Uh, you like you do with uh, uh, Cody. You uh, you have an item in in the nose lineup at the at the moment to to bring that uh, uh, to bring that volume down. You put it in your effects loop. I can't remember what's what it's called. The effects loop attenuator. I probably could have guessed that. Um, <laughs> but... I.e. the hot rod deluxe mod. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, but. Uh, or you can uh, you can you know put a patch cable in the in the primary effects loop turn the volume up more and get yourself a foot switchable uh, in amp boost um, tube driven boost which is which is kind of neat um, but yeah I think that's that's probably the the biggest thing and and I I've, I've been loving it you know there's there's always these these things where uh, you get something especially when you do it sight unseen because uh, I mean this thing hasn't been around for for ages. Uh, and then you finally get your hands on it and sometimes it can be terrible uh this time it it, it wasn't um and it's exactly what i was looking for uh as far as what else is new um i uh, i recently got rid of like four or five guitars two amps uh and these were like all oddball guitars like stuff like chips and stuff uh, unbranded chips and stuff even um and so there wasn't even the opportunity for me to be dishonest uh just like, like really uh, like an epiphone wildcat uh a, a no name explore no name firebird um some weird fendery offset thing called a star sun 
with like a three single coil layout. Like just, I just sold all that stuff. Uh, I sold my Boss Katana. Um, I sold my Bugera uh, 1960 120 watt JC or sorry 1990 is a JCM 900 clone all tube head um, plus some pedals and some other stuff and I ended up uh, um, using that to, to buy my first American Fender. Uh, first one, up my first real American Fender. It's always Dang. been, it's always been a uh, um, oh what's the. Uh, it's always been the, uh, the the pinnacle, so to speak, that I've that I've sought to uh, to, to chase down. Um, I've always uh, often would. I, I never really bought uh, made Mexico stuff, not because it wasn't good, but because it's like that's not what I want. Like I'm not going to spend you know 500 bucks off shelf to get that because that's not what I want. So. I mean, even even now, I've still got a couple of home belts um, that that I play relatively regularly, and and I've got a, a Squire Jazzmaster um, that has been heavily modified. That um, was my previous number one, but uh, yeah, the American Performer Telly with the Yosemite pickups. Cody just threw the Yosemite pickups in his telly, and is uh, I did I actually have it right here. So, for all your listeners at home, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just. I just I just did the uh, the radio and podcast cardinal sin. I'm, yeah. I I do apologize, <laughs> but but my mine is mine. My Yosemite pickups are in a Lyman CS1. My my friends over at Lyman Guitars, like ten minutes down the road. So fantastic guitars. You should go buy one. And in the next Willet P Dubs video, whenever John gets that to me, you'll you'll see the <laughs> you'll see this guitar before I put these pickups in it. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, speaking of uh, pickup sw- swaps and everything, I think the the last thing is I, I've got this this project strat that started as like a 1980s uh, state of the art strat. Uh, that, that was the name. That was the the brand name. And if you looked if you looked under the lacquer on the headstock, and as I was sanding it down, because um, the neck is brilliant. I mean, solid maple. And, if you look underneath, it had a K Music logo on it. Um, underneath <laughs> this this factory finish that that said state of the art. So somebody was <laughs> doing doing a really crappy rebrand job. But yeah, it's a solid solid maple neck. It's uh, quarter sawn. I mean, it looks nice. Uh, but the body was made of plywood. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just heavy and not very resonant. And uh, so. I was at Music Go Round. Uh, uh, I assume you guys have uh, have Music Go Round. Used music shops. I mean, that's kind of their. It's like the once upon a child and play it against sports of the music uh, industry. So I think they might actually be owned by the same people. I right? think they are. Yeah, I believe they are. Yeah, I don't have those by me, but I've definitely seen them. Sure. Through the they're, online things, they're, and they're in Michigan too. They're. I've been through in there. general. In general, they're kind of trashy, if I'm honest. Um, like mine, they have a lot. They have a lot of neat stuff on occasion, but they also have a lot of like. Any given time, they probably have like 35 like S type S type guitar in mm. stock. I mean, like <laughs> you know, by by Austin or by Johnson, you know, just just weird Samick and Samick, yeah. yeah. Well, Samick's um, legit. Samick is the, yeah, Greg, yeah, yeah. the Greg Bennett series wasn't bad. I 
uh, a lot of us play Samix without realizing them too. So that is true. You are not wrong. Samix World Music, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I found in this parts bin a, uh, a it's like a metallic graphite blue strap body. It said Squire body. It was twenty bucks. So I grabbed it, and the neck fit perfect, like factory perfect. And uh, I threw. Uh, they were both made by Samick. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, I took the uh, I took the pickups that I had in it before, which are a set of Bootstrap Oatmeal Stouts uh, that I picked up when the guy from Bootstrap Pickups was just getting off the ground a number of years ago. And the the big new thing that I've been having so much fun with uh, that that all of this is a lead up to is the wiring harness I put in it. Um, it doesn't even have like a name like the the Excalibur or something. It's just called up to fourteen tones. I have to say it like that because it ex- has an exclamation mark in the ad. <laughs> Ultimate Fender Stratocaster wiring harness upgrade for SSS CTS series switch. It's kind of a mouthful, uh, but there's a guy, uh, Smoky Bees on Reverb, and uh, you. I mean, you, you've got your five way. You've got a, a, a neck blend. You've got. Uh, 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 push pull pots for uh putting things in humbucker mode or out of phase it is crazy stuff but that is what is uh is new with me a lot of a lot of fun toys a lot of uh a lot of growing up music in the music gear uh kind of uh spectrum which is nice i've 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 held off on that for for a good good long time so how does it feel to uh to have hit musical puberty hmm <laughs> It feels great. <laughs> well, shoot, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, lots of... Uh... No, I honestly, that Supersonic is probably the stealthiest find you'll have. Like, you probably paid less than, what, 600 bucks for it? Uh, almost exactly 600 for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's going to be worth 1200 bucks in 10 years. Oh yeah, no doubt. And it's an, it's an American, it's part of their American made amp series too. I mean, yeah. it was a no, it was a no brainer. Um, I can't believe the supersonic wasn't successful other than just poor naming. They needed a different name for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I mean, the 22 was a better deluxe reverb and no one bought it. And I don't know why, because it, cleans the floor with the uh the deluxe reverb and what you're talking about is a better basement yeah yeah and and it's even got a vibrolux if you want to impale your your audience in a blizzard of nails so to (laughs) use the words of greg koch (laughs) well that's yeah you those things are like to me if you were to buy a hot rod deluxe or that i'd go that and like that's like that's the price point discussion for a lot of people. It's like, seriously, go grab that thing. It's, yeah. it's everything had, you want. And I had a hot rod, hot rod deluxe, and and I I have I have an aversion to to. I mean, I guess pedals, yes, but amps that sound like something or do something that I'll never use. Mm. Like I've got this amp, but I only ever use this channel. Like no, I I want to be able to use the whole thing because otherwise I'm like I'm sure there's something else that'll work. Um. And uh, like the hot rod deluxe, I just couldn't use I couldn't use the drive channel. Like it, it drive more drive, Morris to drive. You know, I could just never, you know, I, I couldn't I could never get get on board with it. 
Um, well, and, the, the trick yeah. to a Hot Rod Deluxe is it needs a master volume knob. Yeah. That's really the trick to that amp. And, and, I, and, and I never experimented with that at the time. But uh, thankfully, uh, not uh, not really having to go back. Uh, most of the... Uh, you know, most of... Uh, of what I do, I've been able to do way better uh, through this thing. Nice. Uh, even even though I'm running it through a Line Six Four by Twelve, yeah. If you don't, if Oof. you want to, yeah, I know, right? Like the isn't that just just sound creamy? Mm, four Celestian Seventy Eighties, delicious. Oh, I was gonna say I, I I thought it would be the Chinese Greenbacks, but no, <clears throat> no, they're they're Chinese. Worst. Yeah, they're worst back. <laughs> they're rust backs. Chinese rust backs. There you go. <laughs> That sounds like a slur. I shouldn't have said. It does. That. It does. So I don't. This I don't is mean this it. is this is the episode when John got canceled. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John. I, we got to let you go from the Doxology podcast. Oh. <laughs> In the run up to today's show, I was like, you know, guys, unlike your show, you're allowed to swear here, but I did not mention racial slurs. So we'll see how I mean, that turns out just to make sure i'm in the clear like like rust ba- rust back isn't a thing is it i'm gonna google the, that the more you just, say it the more it's going to be normalized oh, so. we'll just, <laughs> look at we'll just we'll just put out a statement where you got confused with the rust belt and just leave it at that oh that's derogatory that, towards the people groups that live in the rust belt come on man <laughs> sorry pittsburgh sorry literally all of pittsburgh Google know. is Google is clear. Google Google is uh, is uh, is clear on this. So uh, the 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 adjective or whatever that will not be named uh, will not be named. Uh, yeah, we're good. Let <laughs> it be let it be known that John Ross did not <laughs> accidentally stumble upon a racial epithet on the effects loop. Man, uh, I mean, Urban Dictionary's given me nothing, so Oof, you're in the clear, buddy. I mean, Google and Urban Dictionary. So, <laughs> I mean, if I were That's a lesser, if I were a lesser person, I would capitalize on this. Uh, and, I mean, who who can say that that they've come up with one of those? You know, but today's episode, three white guys come up with new racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap. Man, and we've been so woke on a few episodes lately. It's oh, not good, not good. All right, Cody, what's new with you? Uh, well, uh, I'm in the market for a new podcast co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Lutheran, so I can't fill those seats. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so yesterday, I I rearranged some uh, some stuff on my pedal board, uh, which obviously is overwhelmingly westminster effects uh one because it's my company and two it's a whole lot cheaper than buying stuff yeah Uh, (laughs) but um so my drive section is now uh an edwards overdrive into a physician into an exegete so blues breaker style into a mid to high gain higher gain tube screamer ish into uh an expandor or a rat or a kilt type of uh drive uh, and then my main high gain still being the Osteen distortion version two. Uh, but the, the additions that I threw on there that are not Westminster related are 
uh, one, I'm a sucker for a for a good flanger, and uh, so I threw on a, an MXR micro flanger, and nice. uh, and I modded it today to have a volume control because if you run it post drive, it has a monstrous volume bump, mm-hmm. and uh, that's it's a little over the top. Uh, flanger is all, all, already over the top, right? So uh, I just needed to tame that nonsense. Uh, but two, uh, the thing that I'm really excited about is particularly since I'm a high gain guy and even at even playing at church, I have a tendency to run more gain than most other church guys because that's what I'm used to doing, right? Uh, so I got to have a good noise gate and I had been using the TC Electronic Century, which is a perfectly good pedal, uh, perfectly good noise gate. Um, you know, has has the in out and loop, uh, but I just got a uh, a Fortin Zool, ooh, and, and it is literally the best noise gate I have ever used on any platform, and and I would include you know digital stuff on a on a DAW. Hmm. Um, so so the cool thing about this is you run a, a buffered splitter into it, and one side of that split. <clears throat> goes into what they call the key input. So you always have your pristine, clean guitar running into the Zool. And then you run you run through your drive section and back into the Zool for its primary input. And you can obviously you not use the, the key input. Uh, so key input with the buffered split, the other side of the split goes through the drive section and into the Zool, and then Zool runs out to everything else. Um, so the Zool kind of has the, the cue from the key input of, Hey, the guitar is playing right now. So instead of the, the threshold just being a, how much noise is coming through, it's, is there guitar coming through? Mm. It's, and so it's a little bit smarter in side chain noise reduction. Yeah. So it's, it is, it is glorious and. You know, you don't have to worry about decay rates or anything like that. It's it's meant for modern metal. It's meant for genty type of stuff, and uh, you know. But even with a pristine clean tone, it'll still sustain naturally, as opposed to most noise gates, which uh, like to chop off your your cleaner tones. So I am I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Um, because because I do like to play you know a jazz master or a telecaster while I'm playing metal sometimes, <laughs> because because I can right. Yeah, you gotta so, love that. You gotta love all that hum through all that gain. Yeah, exactly. So so that is at least I won't say no more, but it'll at least be less. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was gonna say, doesn't didn't the Sentry do the same thing? or with the whole it has a it has a send and a return on it right 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 so that's that is more of a it's more of a loop you know so it's it's you roughly the same pedals in the loop usually on, on yeah one of those right yeah yeah uh but it was at least for me uh the three knobs is more difficult to dial in than one knob <laughs> yeah and so. it's like it's it does it do the super hard clamp down so you get it your, can you get yeah. your genting yeah, so my my problem with the Sentry uh, was it was just so hard to dial in a balance mm-hmm. uh, with my clean tone versus, you know, is it going to clamp off right here and that kind of stuff where the Zool is 
just just set the one knob and you're you're good to go you know because because it's not going to clamp off your clean sustain nice nice I've never played with a noise gate. I mean, aside from like my Pod XT Live that I had years ago. <laughs> uh, I had one ages ago to compensate for a really bad cable and power mm, job. Yeah, yeah. And and before before my church did our our renovation a couple of years ago, I I really had to have a noise gate anyway because the power in there was just so dirty. The building was uh, built in nineteen sixty eight, and 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 you could tell. <laughs> from the power power and uh, grounding yep yeah so even even with a power conditioner it was brutal so um but now like everything's you know really really clean and they're like all of that got gutted but you know i'm still running a little hotter than most church guitarists and uh just just because of that's it's just how i roll i guess but yeah i'm, I'm really excited about this pedal board setup i'm still running the the es8 uh, MIDI controlling a timeline and a and an M5 for additional reverbs, um, you know. So all just I'm just having fun with it. So you got the whole P dubs heavy to, plus the heavy covered, right? Yeah, yeah, all all in one board. So I can, you know, I, I do it. It's it makes it so I can do whatever I want whenever I want instead of having to. Oh well, I didn't build out this this tiny little board or whatever, you know. It. It's the P-Dubs mindset. I, this has to do everything. Why Why use many boards when one board do trick? Yep. <laughs> Sorry, John. I know I know, I know. know. we made, just made that joke literally on the podcast yeah, today. Yeah, you're okay. But... Hey, you didn't have to say anything. I had already <laughs> detected and excused. Uh, <laughs> but, but now it's just awkward. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. So, so we're looking for another host for the doxology podcast now that i've just canceled myself so it's just going to be uh bradley cox every week yeah we'll just start reposting his yeah. sermons yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, there are worse things so with that let's dive into some news here um yeah. the first thing on the docket a uh, new neighbor reimagines a few of its pedals including the wet reverb seraphim shimmer and echelon echo in new versions um uh, you guys get a chance to look at these guys? I did. You know, I've never played uh, any new neighbor gear. Uh, I the wet has always been attractive because mm -hmm. um, it's it's the small form factor, washy stuff. I actually just got an RV five for the first time in my life, and I'm like, I don't, mm. I don't need anything else. I don't need anything else. Uh, no, he's um, he, that's the first hit. Just wait. <laughs> mm, that's good <laughs> yeah man you, some you of that sweet decay you really can't go wrong with that rv5 i actually have one on my board that i stack with my chalcedonian dual reverb very frequently i do the same thing except i do it with the prototype because uh yeah i i reverb before it was cool <laughs> well so all of these are a new form factor I guess that's the first and biggest deal. Uh, they're going mm -hmm. to top mounted jacks. Everything now is also including a new algorithm in it. So there's multiple algorithms in each pedal. What's crazy for me, first off, is this is the V5 of the wet. That really is wow. insane. It's pretty nuts. I, I mean, when you think about it, like they did, I think they, New Neighbor is a brand I have a hard time kind of tracking the development on, but they had the slate, right? Which could load all the algorithms. Yep. Yep. Um, 
I want to. I can't remember what new neighbor I had, but I sold it fairly recently because it was it was a flip anyway. Um, but so the the wet now includes uh, one of the profiles from the immerse. I think the immerse is what I had. Um, the Seraphim Shimmer. It now has the reverb and a shimmer layer. Um, it adds a shimmer layer from the immerse. So now there's two two features there. And the echo has a lo-fi delay and the original hi-fi tape echo. So, I mean, each of these becomes really more powerful and coming in at about 150 bucks is a very, it seems too cheap for a new neighbor effect. In my head, yeah. I think I think of them as a 200 plus, like $250 yeah. kind of effect. So this is an aggressive step. I think maybe it's just because the reverb market's starting to get pretty crowded on the single no. pedal, but is that's the, true. Is the Echelon... Oh, it doesn't look like the Echelon Echo... Okay. It has a tap oh, tempo. It, it, it's a combo foot switch. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how I feel about the combo foot switches. I mean, the bo I, I think the boss execution of it um, is, is not my favorite, where you kind of have to hold it down for a little bit and do, do, do. Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I the big, I the biggest I'm just deal trying is to think you often want you often want an external tap tempo or just a dedicated switch. Yeah, or an input at least. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be MIDI, but I mean, at least something that you can run a multi tap into. Or, uh, I think Disaster Area still makes one. Uh, Sale of Court or the Sale of Courts, even though they're kind of in a holding pattern. Um, but uh yeah i believe the the line six tone core pedals had multi-function foot switches before so i was going to bring that up because i still have an echo park uh yeah that was my first delay pedal and so that had a like kind of like a built-in click to it and I, yep. I know my hand motions that i'm giving to the guys in the chat right now is really going to help the listener at home understand. very suggestive scott actually yep uh <laughs> Normally, I'm giving a different hand sign to my co-host, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what what it was was uh, it kind of had a, like a looseness with the like uh, like a boss level, like just you can just touch it and it, it kind of goes mm -hmm. down. And then if you really put your weight on it, it would click. Oh, okay. And so if you put yep. the weight on it and click, that was the on off. And the thing was, I find myself more often turning it on and off than I do tapping the tempo in. Yep. at the time at least so it it just pissed me off to no end that interface mm. but yeah yeah i had the tap tremolo from that series and and i had the same issue it, that at least at least how line six did it they just did it wrong but knowing new neighbor uh mm -hmm. i think if i remember correctly i think i i i got a a wet reverb version three or so uh a couple years ago when i still took trades and that was man like that you could just get lost you could just get lost in that my door just opened behind me and i don't know why yeah it it, it 100 did yeah oh, oh pork, I, pork. yeah the uh the yapper opened it i did i guess i didn't have it closed all the way it wouldn't be the effects loop if dogs weren't interrupting it <laughs> yeah i mean 
I'm not going to complain because dogs are awesome. Oh, hey, buddy. So with that, let's uh, let's move on. Today, this week was also announced. Uh, Mojo Hand has announced the Little Wonder compact version of their filter pedal inspired by the Mutron. Are you guys Mutron fans? I am not particularly a filter guy. Like I, <laughs> I know it's kind of weird. Since, yeah. Since since I just talked up flanger effects, but yeah, I'm, I'm just not a filter guy. I know I know that Mojo Hand, like anything that they do, is going to be done really really well, and it's going to look cool, which this does. So you know, kudos to them for that. But I'm I'm I've just never been a filter guy. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, I. I don't know. I it was one of those effects that uh, that like when I had the modeling stuff, whether it be Wine Six or, or whatever, or even when I when I practiced through main stage because my uh, my rig is is often elsewhere. Uh, it's one of those things where every now and then I'll throw it on and be like, "Can I use this? Because it'd be cool." And the answer is almost always no. <laughs> um, and and I I think part of it is is I just don't fully. There, I, I have nothing in my head is like that's what I need like that or like that is that sound um well I'd venture a guess based on what I know of you guys Cody is a big power chord guy sure yeah which generally means you're not playing with a very light touch also yes uh and I've always got John you're more of a pop punk kind of a guy at heart in general yeah so again hard strumming power chord kind of a vibe do you guys you guys don't comp much when you're playing with other groups and those kind of things where you're really lightening up and just kind of doing a little bit of rhythmic picking or anything like that and playing with your right hand more oh you know i i, I do in the church context absolutely yeah. but yeah same uh, here. because that's uh, where these things become a lot of fun because it's with the envelope filters kind of style, it's all about how hard you're hitting. Mm. Mm. And okay. so if you're a dynamic right-hand player, they can be a lot of fun because it lets you get some expression out of what you're doing. Sure. Um, I, I'm accurate with my with my right hand, but I will say that I always end up falling, and maybe this is why I've never connected, I always end up falling into having a pretty heavy attack. Um, the uh, that, that snap and snarl on the attack of the note, I really like. I mean... My, I mean the the pop punk, but also heavy country influence. Um, mm. Those those two things uh, really help shape where where I'm at. And so uh, that uh, that note attack running through one of these things, I mean that filter's just wide open. <laughs> wide yeah, open. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's know, always hitting the, the top end, and then you're just yep. like, why don't I just get a wah pedal because I can be more expressive with it? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Whereas this kind of thing, I mean, like if you, if you're really light with it, that's where the fun is. Um, so just it, it, your playing form matters a lot. Um, I'll also say this: most most uh, filter pedals are really hard to find the sweet spot, mm. and sometimes you get really annoyed because you're like, "Oh, there's only one spot this pedal works for me. Mm. I can't I can't yeah. dial in all these different tones. It's like it's just this one trick, and I'm done." Um, I know. I so name drop moment. I was talking with John and Mark over at. Uh, Mojo hand slash QSAC um, about this just because when you're Facebook friends with the builder, you you reach out. Uh, yep. And they were talking a bit about the, the cool new kind of 
thing about this is one, you're going from a six knob version of the, of the filter down to three. So it really simplifies what you're trying to do on it. Oh yeah. Um, and since they went digital instead of analog with it, it's like the sweet spot is way wider. Cause that's the thing with most filter pedals. It's like you breathe on it and it doesn't work anymore for what you're trying sure. to do. Oh um, yeah. So this, the, this by doing digital allowed them to kind of open up that sweet spot and just really hit it. So, uh, and they're undercutting electro harmonics on the Qtron. Uh, I'm trying to think of their competition in this realm. Um, you, you know, there's like the rubber chicken, which is a one, like, I don't even think has a knob from, uh, Sean love pedal. Um, trying to think of what else is on the market, but I've got, I've got one that's in my head that I know of, but I, I, maybe it's an MXR, but it was, it was an old model anyways. It, it certainly wasn't, wasn't recent. Um, I do like the 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 band pass and low pass filter switch. I mean, being able to to incorporate a little more versatility into a small form factor is, is cool. And since it's digital, you know, it's no no issue. Yeah, and coming in at one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, again, really makes you want to start writing music for for adult themed films. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just a mental block because that's what I think of when I think of filters. What is it like? You play, you you plug in a wah. All you can play is porn music in the chef yeah, theme song. It, it is. It is. <laughs> you know, one hundred percent. Now, I so I mean, I know these kind of things are getting more popular since John Mayer used one on what was it? I don't trust myself with loving you was kind of the first time he did one in the, the little background part of that. Um, and then Rosie, he uses a Qtron hmm. live. So, which if I remember if he did it in the, he just had two Waz plugged in at the same time, I think is how he did it in the studio. So that's got none of the other hosts are here. So I get to talk about John Mayer as much as I want. <laughs> I don't have a problem. You do you. Well, I'm going to do me. All right, so the, the last new one in the pedal world uh, came out today, Tuesday the 15th, is the Big Ear Albi at last. It's kind of yes. how we all kind of feel about this one. We've been looking and waiting and waiting and waiting just for this one to come, and it's, you can finally buy one. Um, gosh, what, do, what does the Albi do? <laughs> Everything? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much everything. Yeah, this this was one of those where uh, we were talking about this before we started recording, where Grant had this at Summer Nam like two years ago or something like that, and and I was kind of under the impression that this was already a thing that you could buy, and I don't, you know, when he when he announced, hey, you're going to be able to buy this, I was like, you couldn't already, but but when I tried it at at Summer Nam, it was it was already awesome, so I guess he's just been tweaking it and making it more awesome since then yeah so you got eight different modes plus uh i believe it's called the neil modes based on the guy who made it from neil dr scientist neil graham neil graham neil graham yeah uh so i guess technically 16 different preset effects with blend and effect mode controls um you know this this kind of form factor is starting to prop up a little bit more I know like form factor seems like a weird word to use, but like, um, 
because it's you're like it's a single enclosure it's the same size as every other pedal that's out there but this whole new here's a preset or like here's four or five presets on a pedal as a multi-effect with here's a control knob or two it's it's a bit different and i'm I, I think the first one i saw was, was with native effects with the ghost ridge was sort of the first place i remember seeing this crop up are you seeing other guys start to do this kind of a form factor instead of the switch that always breaks on a pedal between modes the switch the switch as in you mean the toggle yeah where or... it would be like a toggle and you could get one or two or three out of it but now you're starting to see like these like four to eight different kind of like presets built into these pedals now that digital is becoming much more viable yeah and you know there's there's a couple of of fairly popular chips uh for for these type of effects not to not to give away too many trade secrets but i don't think this is really a secret <laughs> no, uh, this is but, probably a shark right yeah but if i if i had to guess uh you know there there's only a couple of of these that would really be a thing anyway but yeah i mean if if you want I, i'm looking at the at the ghost ridge right now and it has hall plate uh room and spring um you know like if if you want a hall reverb, then you're probably going to want that a little more ambient, uh, is my guess. Mm -hmm. If you want a spring reverb, you either want a a regular old basic rhythm reverb, or you want something s enormous, uh, like like for surf. Mm -hmm. And that's really about the only things that you'd use those for, right? So it it makes sense, at least to me. Yeah, so uh, those are finally out. Multiple reverb modes, all sorts of fun things. Uh, mostly sort of that new wave kind of a sound. Uh, hitting at 200 bucks. You can get them direct from Big Ear. I think they have dealers that they're selling as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those are on the street today so they'll probably be sold out by the time this airs. Yeah, there's like two. They have enough to, to build 200 of them. It, yeah. it appears from the website. I will say, Big Ears got their uh, got their like their labeling and their whole aesthetic on on lock, just super clean. Yep. Um, but it's got like this vintagey vibe to it. I think it's with probably the spun, uh, like the spun aluminum knob uh, look. It just gives that like nineteen seventies hi fi vibe, uh, and I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, uh, Grant and Karen do a great job. I mean, Karen's a designer, so that she's from the fashion industry so she gets design sure uh but yeah it's it's really cool what they're they they've put together together as a brand that really seems to get both of them expressing really well and they're also doing it's some awesome. fun custom stuff now too so you know when you want weird colors and stuff and your friend you just reach out and they'll Sweet. hit you up so with that let's uh let's take a step into the guitar world um luna guitars announced the vista eagle tropical wood okay i haven't opened this up yet so oh, i'm looking oh my, oh my goodness <laughs> i was waiting for the live reaction from one of you on this i mean this is this, uh, see i i had already i had already looked at this um but go ahead go ahead Joey. this is the acoustic version of that the prs with the tiger the PRS. Right? yes yes i was saying the same thing <laughs> <laughs> this goes into the uh the folder of what were they thinking <laughs> like i mean what marketing guy like, just just because oh, you can actually here's my question who's gonna pay 729 dollars for a luna 
also that. Uh so one, this is a Edu- this is educate a wall me hanger, if right? I need to be. Yeah, sure. This is this is totally a wall hanger or like a music video, like you're 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 posing with it kind of guitar. But who thinks this is cool? This is like rigs of dad material. I mean, this is this is the Terry Lee Bolton album cover. <laughs> yes, I was hoping he'd make he, he'd get a, a mention on the show today. You, you know what this is? This is this is the guitar equivalent. Like this is someone's vanity project. Mm-hmm. This this is the guitar equivalent to like those movies where it's written by produced by directed by and starring the same guy like tommy Wiseau <laughs> with the room yes. and, and it's and it's awful but it's exactly what that guy wanted it to be <laughs> and so he's proud of it and we're all laughing at him even though he just accomplished his his entire life's work so so to give people a quick look at this this is a this is one, two, three, four, five different woods creatively carved on the top to create a sort of a scenery of a, of a desert with mountains and a bird flying over top. Um, now, it does obey the Ryan Burke law of guitar art, which is if you're going to have art on a guitar, it should be when the guitar is horizontal, not, yes. not, not sure. on a wall yep. hanger. Yes. Um, but so how, they got that right. How, this has to be a laminate top, then, right? Oh, guaranteed. I mean, there's there'd be there'd be no way that they could. I mean, it wouldn't be book matching, but uh, yeah, this, this has to be veneers, right? Like, there's no uh, there's no way this is some crazy carving. Actually, getting these things to align. I mean, it, it's CNC to make this stuff like. Yeah. For but. for seven for seven twenty nine, you're not you're not getting a, a a product like that. That's that's solid wood, much uh, much less five different solid woods. Yeah, I Do mean, you think it could be a photo flame kind of situation. I don't know. Like it, I know it's it's difficult to to get in the uh, in the the web image here, but you know that that figuring in uh, in that the topmost the sky as it were the quilting that's going on there yeah, yeah. That's, that's too much to be like like my tailor looks like that when it gets really glossed up but that's because it's real wood on a tailor you know sure yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, i don't know it uh, looks like you know what it looks like it and i didn't think this until i saw like the low like the foothill section so for the viewers at home uh we've got like the quilted sky um, that's and then we've got this red uh, hors- with horizontal grain striations that are the mountains and the sun, and then we've got these foothills that uh, um, look like I don't know leftover beef stew that's like been let out and uh, <laughs> like there's there's like a film on it. It looks like someone went into Photoshop and made like like work uh work paths and then just found the different whatever pattern they could in the in the photoshop like default buffer and be like oh it's good yeah i mean i'm not saying it looks bad i mean like that's cool looking i i i I am opposed to wall hanger guitars for the sake of hanging it on a wall um but uh i mean you know what you know what that texture reminds me of is the old the old way they cgi'd water 
Oh, and they just, yes. They just, it, it's, it's like they CGI'd a sewage plant. <laughs> Just the, like the little, like the little polygons, just like slowly rotate, yeah, know, on one another, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just no, there's no saving this guitar. Yeah. I will say that the way this... that they've done the, they used the grain in the wood on this stock promo picture is well done. Yeah, I like, will say if, that yeah, if yeah, this was a thirty thousand dollar guitar for Martin, I think we'd be laughing at it, but then going, "Well, look at the craftsmanship." Yeah. But because it's right. the seven hundred dollar Luna, we cut, we're just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I, I can't. Stop. This is going to Guitar Center. Like, there's no that, that's where this that, that's what this guitar is for. This is this guitar is for Guitar Center. If Guitar Center is still a thing by the time they actually ship them. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Or is it look like? Uh... This is supposed to hang with the, all the other beginner guitars, and someone goes, "Ooh, that one's pretty. I want it." And they'll they'll do the upsell. Is that is that what you're thinking? No, it, it just has that. It just has that vibe. That I mean, Guitar Center is already a Luna uh, distributor, and that's the only place I've ever seen them. And maybe I'm giving the brand a bad rap. I you know I'm not I'm not completely uh, in the know on Luna's supply chain here, uh, but. I don't know. It just feels like that one that would be like in the acoustic room up high and be like, oh my gosh, what's that? Waiting for that one person to come in and just buy it at retail price. I will say, I'll take the case though. <laughs> the snakeskin? No, it's leather tooled. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh. I'll take the I'll take the case all day long. Mm, I don't believe I'm, in money. I, I don't believe in spending money on a decorative case considering yeah. the I said the... I'll take it, not buy it. <laughs> <laughs> the the whatever Tolex tooled leather whatever's on my tailor is just beat to heck. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm using gig bags now. I was kind of perturbed when I bought my Fender, my American Fender, that it didn't come with a case because they only do that in like the professional and elite lines now. And mine's a performer. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they they do the gig bag, but and I was really kind of perturbed about that. I was like, I just spent like twelve hundred dollars on this guitar. Um, but then I realized, wait a second. This is Fender's generic gig bag. That means my Jazzmaster fits into it, and I don't need to haul my Jazzmaster case when I need to take it somewhere. And at that moment, I was okay. Um, I may get a mono bag or something at some point. But, yeah, I was going to uh, say mono or Reunion Blues or it's a shame. What was that company? Uh, Music Nomad. No, it wasn't Music Nomad. Music no, Area but... when they had that like liquidation mm. on Amazon where you could get guitar cases for like 30, 40 bucks, and they were basically the oem knockoffs or they they were like the knockoff version because the the same company made all them and then just badged sure. them as themselves they were some seriously great deals in that group yeah i wish i would have been in the in the need at the time or or at least had the force i'd be like you yeah. know i should pick this up anyways i'm uh, a i'm a i'm a dual get dual electric gig bag guy i sh i i really need to get there because i i never go anywhere without a backup yeah it, i mean ever it's it's the best way to go and being able to just throw that on your back just i'm i'm down to one trip well i might not be anymore i don't know i have a i have a great story about not having a backup and it's it was my and my wife's bands and, th and this was when we were still dating uh and this was also before she had a backup and our band was on its like third show and <laughs> 
and she broke a string so we thankfully had an extra set of strings and i'm scrambling to throw an extra string on there for <laughs> and so that's mistake number one mistake number two our singer goes anybody got any jokes oh, man. oh no <laughs> so that's mistake number two so you hear somebody go knock knock and our singer goes who's there mistake number three mistake number four was, was when the guy in the crowd says your mom has cancer oh. and our our singer totally deadpan he goes dude my mom died from cancer and just lets it hang and he goes no i'm just messing with you and it's just like what is happening right now what is going on we got uh. we have dueling cancer jokes at <laughs> at this hardcore show that we're playing in a youth room what a no, typical no. what a typical rust back my goodness <laughs> that's that's what a rust back is a rust back is a slur for someone who doesn't change their guitar strings and doesn't bring a backup guitar i think that i think that works we have established this now you can put it scott you can put that on urban dictionary uh, i mean this is going to be the episode title probably Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving to our last little bit of news before we dive in, uh, kind of wrap things up. And this week in Harley Benton, uh, they have announced our favorite thing in the world, an FRFR cabinet. It looks so cheap. It's Harley I mean, Benton. I, I, it is. It is Harley Benton. But like their guitars don't look cheap, you know? Is like, it just because it's, it's, is it painted? No, it's Tolex. It's it's Tolex. There, it's just something about this stock picture on the news page. Yeah, even when I zoom in, I'm like, you remember I told you like Music Ground has like a few nice things, but like <laughs> usually it's a wall of 30 S types. This is one of the things you'd find in the amp section. Like, sweet man, it looks like a crate. Yes, that's exactly yep. it. Yeah. But, let's let's drag St. Louis music through the muck there. For a second. <laughs> but for three hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, that's not bad. What's the what's for, the wattage? Two times one hundred RMS. Yeah, yeah, that'll get loud. Dual, dual stereo, oh, yeah. or well, stereo. It's got a twelve-inch speaker with a horn for each line. XLR throughput. So this lets you do the whole Kemper Line Six Helix. Iridium yeah. goes down to Geneva. Geneva. Thank you. Thank you, John. Uh, I don't think the Geneva stereo yet. No, you just need to get two. Okay. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're, they're, they're cheap enough. You might as well. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get three while you're at it. Yeah, I, I love the what idea. Some, someone's willing to willing to pony up for uh, a Kemper and then cheaps out on the FRFR cab. Yeah. But... I, I guess uh, this would be if, if you get like, I don't know, does Joyo have like a, a huge multi-effects? Actually, they do now. They Oh, do they? Yeah. Or, well, I mean, there's like the G, the, the Moore, moreover, has some yeah. of those. Moore has, right. I, think Nux, I think Nux has one. Um, yeah. Nux had the red truck. That was kind of like the fly rig sort of thing um, done in probably the worst executed way possible. Um but you, I, I mean, you have like a more radar or something like that. You could throw it. I mean, you before know, and throw. throw I've it been impressed. I have not had one of those, but I have been impressed with even when when we were at Nam, the people who were running those. 
behind uh, some of their uh, some of their other preamp pedals. I was like, all right. I mean, it's really really short time for an IR. I mean, but uh, it, it just gives you gives you a little 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 little, little something tasty. It's... Yeah, I have one. Uh, I don't use it as a speaker stem though. I actually use it to load acoustic guitar yep. impulse responses yeah. Yeah, on for for your tailor yeah uh, to b- breathe life into the expression system yeah you know i thought that was the coolest thing in the world in 2005 when i bought same. it same no are is yours the es2 uh no it's still You're, it's the dual double a so it's a mine's a 2004 okay. model so you have the es1 that has the magnetic in the neck yeah and the body transducer yep and yeah. it the magnetic in the neck Ugh. see my well, what I've realized is that even with even with mine, which is the expression system too, so it has the three, it has the three transducers behind the saddle plate. Mm. Um, finger style, they do okay, but when you're doing more rhythmic stuff, it just doesn't. I mean, literally, it doesn't cut uh, either uh, sonically or or the mustard, as it were. When I switched over, I mean, I, I still have it because it was a gift from my parents, and I'll never get rid of it. Have you but, adjusted? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Because I, um, I I know if you take tension off of them, you'll get more headroom. Yep. No. No. It, it's not. Okay. It, it's not so much that uh, they they clip. It's just the the frequencies that I want to be there that I think of when I think of a live stage guitar aren't mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I ended up doing is is because I love the way Taylor's play. I actually got a Taylor Academy um, about oh eight nine maybe a year ago something like that which is a slightly shorter scale and I'm a big guy. So that was, I was like, yeah, am I going to look like I'm playing a ukulele? And and I don't, <laughs> but it's, it's got the chamfered, uh, um, armrest on it. Um, it's, uh, it's just, it's just a pretty guitar, but they don't come with electronics. So I put a K and K pure mini setup in it. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, it's fantastic. And, uh, I run it through a, uh, uh, a Zurich acoustic preamp from Westminster and a, a 10 band EQ to get some honk out of it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's what I've been looking for. It's that, that middle ground between, okay, this feels like a, an IR uh, based guitar tone mixed with the cut and attack of a piezo, but without it sounding like a piezo, it's just mm-hmm. that perfect middle ground. And I'm, I'm happy with that. And it's like negative two pounds. It's, it's super light. Okay, so now so it, ha- it, is there any pedal from Westminster we haven't mentioned in today's podcast? Now that oh, we, we stuck that one. Oh in. yeah, there's tons. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should chat a little bit about Westminster since we got both of you on. Cody, talk to us a little bit. What, how did you get your start? Where did this all come from? When did you decide this is going to be your career? So <laughs> it, it really is kind of a funny story. Uh, that kind of goes back to college where uh, I made the mistake of graduating in 2009 with a journalism degree. Woo-woo, 2009. And, yeah, so what you do with a journalism degree these days is you work survival jobs until you land uh, a social media management and blogging position at an advertising agency. And so I was in the middle of that and it went super sour. I'll spare you the details, but uh, I, I left that job with the intention of going freelance in, uh, in, in that same realm of social media management, blogging, whatnot. And I had a couple of clients lined up, but uh, not enough for full-time work. And I put together a, 
I've always been a, a DIY guy, changing out pickups. You know, I I built uh, my wife a a Les Paul kit as a wedding present, stuff like that. So uh, I've done the DIY guitar thing for a while, and I had never built a pedal. So I built a General Guitar Gadgets Blues Breaker. You know, I I I hadn't been playing in church very long, and I was like, well, Blues Breaker, you know, that seems to be the thing. Mm-hmm. So I went I went that route, and I was like, man, that was fun. And I was like, I have ideas. <laughs> and it just kind of went from there, you know, uh, came out with, you know, a buffer, a tap tempo. And then uh, uh, what was it? The Piper Drive, the Knox 800 and the was it the Spurgeon Hall Reverb right there at the fr- at, at the start? I think that's right. Yes. <laughs> that is in fact what I did. And uh and it's it's just kind of grown from there and obviously it didn't it didn't start out being uh being the full-time thing but uh through a generous investment from the father-in-law uh and and acquiring nose pedal and and uh actually learning <laughs> what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> learning learning how to properly build a pedal like a, a, a lot of the first stages of of westminster effects was me just figuring out how to build a pedal better uh so there are still some that are out there that i'm amazed that they work uh, but... i mean i i will say that i have a really i have a really early luther tap tre- uh, tremolo and that thing uh, is ugly I have replaced a lot of solder on it. Like it's 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 like the pedal of Theseus. It, you know, I haven't had to replace any components, but uh, uh, plenty of plenty of solder uh, yeah. has has gone absolutely. Into, uh, and and from there, it just kind of went into uh, into meeting old Luther and John here, uh, where where we would always be on the on the same side of any kind of disputes that happened in the various and sundry uh worship guitar groups of of which there are many and that that kind of turned into you know hitting up john and hitting up my pastor who also has worship leading experience and with westminster effects having a church history theme for all of the branding uh you know i'm i i am now the uh the owner of the only guitar effects company that has a theology podcast how that works, I don't know, but somehow people listen. And do you, do you get a Guinness thing for that, or like uh, you know, I need to talk to them about that. A, a pint or record, you'll take either. I will take either. Yes, you know, being being of the more reformed persuasion, I will gladly take <laughs> take the pint. So I love it. So, the, yeah. In the in in this relationship, the the reformed guy is is the one who drinks, and the Lutheran guy is is the is the server. <laughs> You know, it usually pure role reversal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, it's uh, uh, it's it's weird, Scott. Here, and you say we, you that we've got the guys from Westminster Effects on. And I'm not I'm not correcting you here, but this just from my my perspective because Westminster Effects, uh, the the effects family, the products, those are 100% Cody. But somehow I have I have gotten uh, brought into this 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 roller coaster I'll, I'll call it like um because like two two and a half years ago maybe it, or maybe three something like that i don't i don't remember um it was just like oh this is this is cool stuff this is cool stuff you know later on down the road i'm like hey 
going to NAM. Hey, going to the other NAM. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Let's do a podcast. Yeah. You know, let's. Yeah. And, uh, and now you are the, the the title you came up uh, with for yourself <laughs> is, is my chief marketing officer. Yes. <laughs> Yes, my uh, my compensation plan is uh, is is relatively simple. Um, I, uh, I I do whatever Cody asked me to do with a significant amount of delay, um, and uh, and then I'm like, hey, I could use I could use one of one of those cheap multi tap tempos that you do. He's like, all right, and that's and and, and that's that's how it works. But um, we have a similar yeah. arrangement with Cody, so it's it's it's, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> nice, nice. You know what? What was really weird was the time that Cody and I first. So Cody lives in South Carolina. I live in Nebraska. Uh, Scott, you're in Chicago, so bridging the gap uh, mm-hmm. almost. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like midway between you two when you yeah, think about it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm I'm actually from Clinton, Iowa, so I my hometown is halfway between where you're at and and where I am. Um, but, uh, you know, the weird thing is, is that Cody and I had been doing that podcast for um, over a year before we even met. Mm-hmm. And we've seen each other in person twice. Yep. Like, and, and so that, that in and of itself is, is pretty cool. And the first time I met Cody, also met his dad. And uh, <laughs> it, it was like, it was like going, uh, going on a prom date, you know. <laughs> Hello, Jonathan. Uh, hello, hello, Mr. Fields. Uh, I hear you're taking taking Cody out to the, to the guitar show tonight. He's like, "Yes, sir." He's like, "Have him back by nine. No, he didn't. He didn't did, say did that. Did he give but, you a very watchful stare as you're pinning on? No, he, the, uh, no. He gave me a hug. He gave me a hug. So he was actually uh, it's sitting on the front porch cleaning his guns. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know that reminds me of my my wife is rewatching Sister to Sister. Uh, sister Tia, to Sister. Yeah, or Sister Sister. Whichever, okay, that's which what I'm thinking of. Sister Tia Sister. Tia and Lally. Yeah. Um, one of them goes to prom, and uh, and you know you always hear the cleaning my gun joke. This time the dad was like, "Smile for a picture." He's like, "Yeah, I do look good today." He's like, "No, this is in case I need to hunt you down." <laughs> 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 but uh, but no, you know it's 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 been cool getting to. Uh, um, get behind the scenes of of the industry that that I've been uh, you know that I've been watching uh, from as a as a third party uh, observer for my entire uh, adolescent and adult life, um, but uh, but getting brought into that in a in a way that um, allows me to be creative and give input and and talk to guys like yourself, Scott. Um, and I remember the first time I met Diaz at the Stringjoy event during Nam. I was just it just was it was natural. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm thankful for my, uh, my relationship with Cody and, and Westminster effects and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, 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 little heart throb, not heart throb. What is that? Heart tugger. What is that? What, uh, tugging on your heartstrings or the, no, no, it's, it's, uh, it's crying, awesome, but, crying. but you know, it, it is weird. Like the guys from Westminster effects, but I want to make it clear that, that, uh, for, for not only, um, all the reasons of of notoriety and acclaim and and whatever that Cody has met Westminster effects, but also for warranty reasons, I am not Westminster effects. <laughs> <effect. laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, in in terms of building, yeah, it's it's a hundred percent me. But at at the same time, I've actually stopped calling myself a one man shop mm. uh, because I do have you know 
guys like John and and Kyle Daly who does my circuit boards and Ben Horton who does a killer job on on uh, yes. on doing the graphics and you know John edits my videos and now I have uh, an intern uh, Alex who you know he he actually does my YouTube thumbnails and he's done some graphics for me and actually he's done some sales for me too so attaboy Alex thanks for helping me pay bills and uh, and so <laughs> even though even though I don't have like a paid staff showing up in my home office every day like ultimately Westminster effects is kind of branched out to be more than me now and and that's pretty cool I'm not complaining about that at all <laughs> very cool well, uh, just for fun, we decided that while we got both of you here, we're gonna we're gonna open up the floor to a few questions. And so, as is tradition, Brian Morris asks. <laughs> I love it. I love yes. it. That's fantastic. Uh, yes. <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, go listen to these guys' podcast because every week Brian Morris gets a question in. Um, and he's always the first one. Yeah. Well, I at this point, it's just the meme that uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, if there's a week that he doesn't post a question, like we're legit going to have like LA County Sheriff do a welfare check on him because like there's, <laughs> there, you know, there's like something would be wrong. <laughs> so, uh, Brian asks, when is Cody going to make a Miku pedal like, or Miku like pedal with sounds and phrases from RC Sproul, uh, or <laughs> let's, let's append it to any other famous theologian. I mean, every time you hit a note and it says, what's wrong with you people? I mean, do you need anything else? <laughs> I mean, you, you could either, you could have, you could have Sproul or you could branch it out with like, <laughs> you could have uh, Driscoll yelling, how dare you, mm. right? Um, or you could have, everybody's always trying to get me to do, take more shots at prosperity preachers. <laughs> That since since I have the Osteen distortion uh, intentionally named, well, we've uh, given you a, we've given you a new slogan of name and claim your tone. So. I saw, <laughs> I, I heard that it's fantastic. That, that is amazing, and uh, so people are you know they're always trying. Oh, do something with Creflo Dollar, or do something mm -hmm. with Kenneth Copeland. Like we could we could maybe oh, do you just splice uh, up that COVID. I blow you away. Yeah, we, we could do the uh, yeah COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> and just spits all over the camera. Watch, like Copeland's freaking patient zero. He brought it back on his private jet, eating a bat in Wuhan. Yeah. <laughs> With that in that long tube full of demons, right? Yeah. You know, maybe this is your maybe this is your April Fool's thing. Like, what was it? What was the oh, JHS uh what bulb. was the J the bulb, the filament? Was it called the filament or was it called the bulb? No, the filaments is a real thing. Filaments is a real thing, but it was yeah, the like the it was the bulb thing. Um, you know, super transparent uh, tone. Uh, this could be your uh, your April Fool's uh, April Fool's. Oh, so, the, so the other one was the what was suggested in the group to create a uh, the worship chicken uh, puddle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would. <laughs> I think John and I would be in the same boat. Like that would that would be like a filter pedal where we just wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, honestly, I think you just take. Uh... Um, take pitch uh, pitch shifting algorithms from ten years ago and use that. Like, I oh think yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can get on board with that. Yeah, let's let's start putting together ideas for that April Fools because that's going to take a minute to put together. Yeah. I mean, 
you of all people have such a nice platform that you just get to take a shot at the praise and worship guitar community at any point you want as an April Fool's joke, and you could totally get away with it. <laughs> you are not. It's it's kind of like uh, I'm not John Chris' biggest fan. I hot take. I don't get, think John Chris is very funny, but he can make fun of whoever he wants, and people will be like, "Yes, please give me more." Yeah. <laughs> was was he the one that? got me too yes yes okay and then then he then he he repented and apologized and it wasn't everything it it didn't seem to be everything that was cracked up to be but it was just it happened at the wrong time also that did you ever see a long time ago uh pewdiepie did the how to make a youtube apology video (laughs) i haven't seen that no where he goes through well um right after rob chapman had his whole blow up Sure. Someone spliced together Rob Chapman's YouTube apology with PewDiePie's "How to Make a YouTube," and just oh, he hits no. every beat, and it's amazing. If you ever want to get into some, you know, YouTube guitar player conspiracy theories, uh, or just or controversy, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember the Rob Chapman thing. I I um, I sought him out at uh, at Winter Nam uh, uh, about it, and I was like, "Hey man." You had a rough week, huh? Did that, right. did that happen right around Winter Nam? Oh yeah, right before. Oh, that's a it was, that's, it, that's it a was like shot. Yeah, it was like a couple. It was like a couple weeks before when when all that came out and and uh, you know I've I've been following uh, Chappers for for a while um, and uh, you know I there's so many so many people are probably you know would go up and like oh Chappers man I'm like dude Rob this sucks man I'm sorry to hear it. Can I get you coffee? Uh, and I did. And, you know, just I, I tried to make his day a little better. And, and my my hope is that that I was able to do that. Hopefully you made up for me accidentally big leaguing him at, at Nam, Because <laughs> he was he was having a conversation with uh, Mary Zimmer, who uh, who runs a, a YouTube channel, Voice Hacks. Okay. And, and her videos literally saved my vocal cords. Mm. And, and I was very excited to be like, hey, thank you for that. And I was just like, oh, hey, Rob, what's up? (laughs) Maybe with the climate of that time, maybe he was thankful to just get a, hey, what's up? And that was it, you know? Probably. Honestly. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I mean, he, I think he enjoys his platform, but I I don't think he's the, um, he's the type that craves, you know, ah, bow down to me. Uh, No, no. Anyways. What other questions do we have here? Let's uh, let's dial this back in. Uh, one Drew Smizer asks John, "What are your settings for the Zwingli?" Mm. Yes, I saw this one, and I'm excited because I love this pedal. I uh, so the the Zwingli is uh, it, its full name being the Zwingli STD 3K uh, guitar preamplifier. Um, is uh, uh, it's it's a it's a gain preamp boost pedal thing Uh, it's a three knobber and it's and cody can clarify and please do but it is the uh uh it's essentially the preamp section uh preamp and post amp section out of a korg stereo digital a3000 um known by uh fans of uh of u2 to be what the edge used in bypass to get some of his uh tone to add a little extra jangle it doesn't add like 
it's not a, it's not like a treble shelf it's not like a treble booster it's completely different it just adds a little bit of jangly uh brightness a little bit of presence and fullness too all across the spectrum it's like a honestly it's kind of like a sonic maximizer it feels like i know it's not but um and it's not as drastic but um anyways it, it's it's a more better and it's it's my oh it's that and my uh, uh electro harmonics uh, memory toy are my two always on no matter nice. what and uh as far as my settings go i've got the preamp gain 100 percent all the way up um post is uh usually around three o'clock which puts it around 75 percent and the volume knob is where it needs to be um to gain stage properly with the guitar that i'm playing and so you've removed knobs from i have i have removed the knobs so how um, do you how do you make sure they stay in place still do you do anything extra or, or is, did you just remove the knob and just hope you don't bump it so I re- so cody's using split shaft on this mm-hmm. so i he, i remove the knobs which helps a ton for me not to bump it um but then i also have i just have a, a dot and i know where that split shaft needs to go mm. um so i still have an indication i can still turn it but i'm not like manipulating it live with my foot uh like i do some of my pedals but you didn't um, you didn't super glue no no the pot um, or something like that well you know it's that's the challenge right is is i don't use a, a midi switcher and in fact i couldn't have the board that i do not the physical board um, but I couldn't have everything on the board that I do if I had a MIDI switcher. I'd have to run it on a sidecar or something, uh, or or even even a, a thin loop switcher. I am out of room, um, and so you know I've I've got to be mindful of what I do when I'm playing live and and tap dancing between pedals or, um, you know, moving uh, moving knobs with my foot. I I use uh, one of our neighbors at uh, at Winter Nam this year. Um, Wingman Effects, makers of the O knob. It's this little three D printed uh, mm-hmm. wing. It, we we all got thing. it in our Premier Guitar stocking two years yeah. ago. Yeah, I I use three on my board. They're fantastic. They they were a gift from from uh, from Chad uh, to me and uh, for helping him with some stuff. And and I I never put them on until about a couple months ago. I'm like, holy crap, this is great. Uh, and I'm not against MIDI control or anything. Quite the opposite. It's just not where I'm at right now. And uh, but you know, between that and some of the higher height uh, older V1 Westminster pedals and things, you know, I've got to I've got to arrange things in a certain way so my big size 15 feet don't you know knock things all <laughs> over the place. Scott, you probably wouldn't understand anything about nope, the, I, the I plus size footwear department. Uh, no, no, uh, no. And. Uh, I uh, but yeah, I have the, found the, the an affinity for uh, slip-on loafer dress shoes. Make mm. really actually pretty great pedal platform uh, tapping. My my hey dudes are perfect uh, for pedal shoes, um, which is something like organists have, but now we have them too. Nice. Um, I will say there is there is a practical function of having my knobs removed on the Zwingli, and that is there is so much gain on tap. I mean, there's so much headroom that if you do hit it i mean there there could be there could be uh sonic consequences uh so and since mine's on all the time it's uh, it's one of those things but yeah no I, I i love it i i don't even like the way i sound with it off so nice yeah 
All right, next question comes from Mark Schwartz via text message. That was not actually intended for you, but I'm going to make it for Cody. When using polar electrolytic caps as coupling capacitors, which which way do they need to be oriented in terms of signal flow? (laughs) (laughs) He's uh, he's trying to build the bigger $20 worth of parts in a $6 box kit. Into something oh, no. like. I told him uh, positive is your input and negative goes towards ground. Negative goes to ground. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yep, not you that, got it right. Not that really you're going to be putting any type of signal that's going to mess up a polar, like an electrolytic cap with your guitar signal. Yeah, I mean, worst, worst case is you just get it backwards and you don't have any signal flow. So. Yeah. Or as memory serves, a around seven volts is when those things tend to pop if i remember my ece 201 lab (laughs) (laughs) seeing when things blow up it was often a part of that lab uh yeah i did a funny story about electrolytics I, i i did a ghost build for a for a company that shall remain nameless just in case they don't want anybody to know about it. it it was a short-lived thing but i took uh <laughs> i took the uh the sample to him and he, he was fairly local so i just met met up with him and i forgot to bring a power adapter so he just grabbed whatever he had laying around it turned out it was like a 24 volt or something like that and as, mm. as soon as you put in you're <laughs> and uh opened the thing up and it was all hairy inside all of a sudden yeah <laughs> <laughs> had blown up let that magic smoke out oh yeah yeah that's a terrible smell mm. yeah that's that i mean in the boutique world versus the mainstream world that actually is one of the biggest differences and part of the reason why a lot of the let's call it the the more mainstream builders tend to have a higher part count is actually more preventative stuff than yeah. actually like the tone shaping side of the world yeah, absolutely um diodes and fun power protection circuits and all that kind of junk uh last question goes to cody and and it's i'm just going to combine a bunch of them what's what's on tap or upcoming here that we should be looking forward to from your line um i have a particular suggestion for later (laughs) well that one is a lot easier uh the the next release will be the geneva amp stem version 2 a uh, smaller form factor, as as we've said, form factor several times. Uh, so it'll be uh, in a 125B enclosure, which is the same size as a JHS pedal or the Chick Delay, for those of you who are familiar with the Chick Delay and the story behind that. And uh, so the Geneva Amp Sim version two uh, will be it, it'll be the same core, same circuit, shrunken down. Uh, and it also uh, gets rid of the foot switch. So it's, dang it, you're going to use this as some kind of a platform or always on kind of thing, uh, even even if you just run it clean as a boosty thingy or whatever. Um, so it does still have the switchable cab sim, but it also has uh, the, it has a quarter inch output and XLR output. The XLR output will always have the Geneva tone, but the quarter inch output, uh, you can bypass the, uh, the the geneva and you can use it if 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 you're playing the geneva only on the road uh and you use an amp at home you could use it as patch bay or you could run it to uh an amp while you're running the xlr you can run dual mono or what have you 
Um, so it just gives a couple more options and takes up less real estate. Very cool. Is there ever plans for making an exegete with a built-in boost pedal? With a built-in boost. So this would be uh, basically like a Kilt V1, right? Yeah, the boost is a little noisy on my Kilt V1. Uh, so this <laughs> I don't have ulterior motives in the slightest no no um, and you're not due to renew your sponsorship anytime soon so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it, i hadn't planned on it uh we can we can talk <laughs> i mean my, my boost the the augustine clean boost is it's tiny anyway mm -hmm. so if if you got an exegete and an Augustine clean boost to put in front of it, you probably would take up less space than a, than a kilt V1. Maybe we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> anyway, I, I think, I think we all know why the kilt V2 probably did not include that V that, uh, that boost anymore, but anyway, anyway. uh, so with that, uh, thank you boys for joining us. Absolutely, um, man. It was great to be on the program. Yeah, this, this was a fun little segment. Uh, quick plug for both of you. I know we've been talking and talking and talking, but where can we find you? What Plug your stuff what? real quick if you want to give a quick where we can find you. You've caught Cody off guard. He doesn't have any of what? this written down. Yeah, right? I, I always butchered the ending of, Cody, our, of our podcast. Cody, well, this is why you have a marketing guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you can uh, you can you can follow the uh always butchers his intro and I always butcher the outro. So, yeah. Uh, you can uh, you can find Westminster Effects on Facebook and Instagram at Westminster Effects and also Nose Pedal. You can listen to our podcast at uh, the Westminster Effects Doxology podcast on any of your major podcast catchers. Uh, you can join the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook, which is where we get episode content ideas uh, similar to the Effects Loop group, and you can find that on Facebook as well. Uh, personally, I'm on Facebook as The Real John Ross and Instagram as The Real John Ross. And uh, uh, I'm also very lazy with social media. Um, so if I post something, it's either really great or really dumb. Uh, so uh, might want to check that out. Uh, Cody. What? This is this is your cue i don't know what i'm doing what's your instagram handle bro uh, let me look it up <laughs> like cody fields like six or something i, don't I know. think that's right how do i know this how the heck I feel... do i know this i don't know <laughs> i don't even i don't even know i don't know it's like my head has to, has like a corner of obscure knowledge and you get by uh, past all the cobwebs and it's my aunt judy's home phone number from 20 years ago and apparently your instagram handle like i don't, I don't understand this. well I'm, I'm glad to be in in the corner of obscure knowledge in your brain john <laughs> yeah well you're uh, the uh, the honor is all mine well uh if uh, one last tag if you enjoy um uh, seemingly uh, uh, mindless, uh, aimless discussion that does actually go somewhere and have a decent payoff, uh, then uh, tune into the Westminster Effects Taxology podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, Scott, I think it's back to you, man. Thank you so much for having us on the show. Yeah. Uh, if you like us, you can follow us on Instagram, join our Facebook group. Uh, there are addresses for those things. I 
don't know them uh or you can join our patreon i believe it's patreon.com slash the effects loop uh we just added a new feature to our higher level patreon fans uh that you get to make me listen to an album and give you an honest critique of it we've been going through it we have about we're on our fourth album as a group um it's been a fun little experiment might be a little plug might be worth your i think it's five bucks to join our special tier do, um, do i do i get any other things if i join the your your patreon other yeah, than we, we potentially also a, forcing torture upon you <laughs> we have a dedicated chat room that uh only only patreon members get to participate and honestly it is a very active group uh and frankly probably the only reason i still have a facebook account active mm, truth uh, yeah, these yeah days. i feel that um so that that's out there uh or you can join our main group and make fun of us all the time at facebook.com slash groups i need a hat do you guys sell hats uh we do have hats all right i forgot what our merch link is so long ago but there's a merch link somewhere oh it's on our actually if you click on our episodes there's a link for our merch there yeah um we can find our logos and things like that um which somebody stole our logo recently i never did my what's new uh, someone, <laughs> someone actually stole our logo. Uh, one of our patrons <clears throat> did this and it's pretty cool. He makes his own effects. And so he made me a Mark three tone bender with Bender from and Futurama on top nice. of it and our little uh, effects loop logo on, on the pedal. That is fantastic. Unsolicited. So thank you, Ben, for that. Um, you can find him at Electrosonics. We'll have a link in the group. I don't know his handle off the top of my head. Um, but he makes some cool stuff. He's got Range Master. He's got that. He's been doing... Oh, he just did some crazy phaser thing. Anyway, uh, he's one of our Patreons, too. So you get to hit him up for pedal building advice when uh, things are broken. Oh, nice. Um, I think everyone got a blank circuit board from me at some point, which I think Cody got, too, because uh, he helped me design a pedal once. Um yeah, all sorts of fun perks like that in our Patreon. So feel free to go join us there. Um, other than that, thanks for joining us all. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Sing along
negativity always drawing out picture and we visualize love Energized lies together, together We undefeated A plan to make well, there's no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving And believing in a community that remains happy Never after, the world should be one Hate annihilated, every heart is one Love again, so Don't